This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before I knew it, I was drifting into a deep sleep. Oh, how wonderful that sleep was. I remember it so clearly. Warm, sunny dreams, violet candy, and my mom. And most importantly, no responsibilities whatsoever. There is a space between reality and fantasy. Between light and dark. Between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called Lotus. Bon Appetit. My eyes opened, and the light hit me like a punch. I pulled my head back and rubbed my face. I was sick, my stomach weighing me down as if a brick was lodged there. I sat up and was astonished at how acutely I felt the world wrapping itself around me today. My mind was at ease, sharp and focused, despite how my stomach felt. I looked over to the side and saw the beautiful lotus plant, its flowers missing and only leaves floating on the smooth water surface. I didn't understand what compelled me to eat the blooms last night, but the feelings of calm and safety it gave me were with me still. Even more encouraging, the sleep was one of the best I had ever had. I got out of bed lazily, my stomach still a knot, and my mind racing with the novel ideas, new concepts that I could use with our current plans and designs. I rushed to work, beaming with excitement and inspired. I haven't felt this way in months. I walked through the door of the office, and my gaze caught Daniel looking in my direction. He went over to me right away. You missed the meeting. What happened? He sounded worried. Nothing happened. Shit, I missed a meeting. I stared back, trying to seem unaffected. I don't think you've ever missed a meeting in your life before. Is everything okay? Oh, on the contrary, I feel great. I had the best sleep last night. Daniel, that plant you got me is amazing. He stopped walking and looked at me. You cannot miss any meetings, Naomi. Our whole team really needs you. Now he sounded disappointed. There was a slight frown on his face. What happened? I looked up into his deep, dark eyes. He stopped frowning, but the look of slight panic remained. Did you make changes to the last iteration? Was that you? I paused. 
Well, you don't need to tell me. I know it was. Nobody could understand what you've done, and I gotta say, I don't like being surprised. It went badly, Naomi. Like we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I looked at him, anger slowly rising. Are you serious? I asked loudly. I'm not the only one on this team. You can't make me responsible for this. Naomi, I don't think I need to tell you this, but you are our key engineer. This whole thing rests on your fucking genius, and it better come through. Nobody is impressed if we cannot explain what the hell we are doing. And you know what? You're making the rest of your team look bad. Do you know how hard we are all working? And where the hell are you? Sleeping in? I turned and quickly walked away. My anger was overwhelming, and I was shaking with frustration and disappointment. How dare he put this on me? I went to my desk and threw my stuff down angrily. Steve looked up from his desk and nodded, trying to look sympathetic, but I knew he wasn't. He was on my team. He was at that meeting, and I saw contempt in his gaze. Clearly, he was blaming me, too. Fed up, I got my stuff together and walked out of the office, slamming the door on my way out. To hell with them all, I decided. The day was warm and sunny. I walked down the street towards the subway, wondering what to do. Perhaps I could go down to the subway, ride a few stops, then walk back. That would give me enough time to compose myself. I felt strange, completely drained of the calm I felt earlier. I wondered if I would ever again experience the warm euphoria I felt last night, the wonderful feeling of sweet carelessness and joy. As I walked on, I saw a woman coming towards me with plastic bags filled with groceries. I tried to make out what she had bought and realized I was starving. I hadn't eaten since I ate all the lotus flowers. My stomach grumbled. As she passed, I noticed a bouquet of flowers poking out of the bag. A beautiful bouquet of roses, I noted. Suddenly, I imagined how their delicate petals would taste. I imagined their delicious smell filling my nostrils as I chewed them slowly. I was overtaken by a wonderful feeling of lightness, the desire so intense I felt elated. Then there was a craving, an unmistakable need for more. I looked around and spotted a grocery store. I crossed the road mechanically, not thinking of what I was doing, simply doing it, following the motions. My body was buzzing with sweet anticipation. Oh, wow, I thought. It will be so amazing, so great when I put the first petal into my mouth. Oh, I could just feel it. I ran through the aisles, looking for flowers. Finally, I saw them. Flowers of all colors, vibrant and beautiful. I went through them picking out the ones I wanted. Should I get all of the same type? Or perhaps a mix so I can sample all the different varieties? I saw a bouquet of various blooms and arrangements, examining them all like fruit or candy. Then I spotted Gerbera mums. Their pretty large petals made a perfect neat circle, inviting and clean. I pictured eating them petal by petal, and my excitement rose. I grabbed the Gerbera bouquet, impatient and elated and made my way to the cashier. Outside, I realized that eating these here in the open would be madness, and I certainly couldn't make my way back to the office with flowers in hand and eat them in front of everyone. No, I had to go home. I rushed to the subway, a sense of urgency hanging over me. The thrill I felt earlier was still making my body buzz gently, and I enjoyed every bit of that feeling.
As soon as I walked into my apartment, I sat down and ripped the wrapping off the plants. I put my face in them, inhaling the gentle scent greedily. Then I began eating, petal by petal, savoring the flavor, closing my eyes in enjoyment. Oh, it was fantastic. I ate each flower to the stem, greedily picking up any small petals that fell, immediately stuffing them in my mouth. When all the flowers were gone, I leaned back in the chair and closed my eyes, the wonderful euphoria spreading through me, making me feel light and careless again. I was floating, my mind calm and beautifully blank. How I loved this feeling. When I opened my eyes, the sun was already setting. I looked at the clock and realized it was late, getting to be around dinner time. It was surprising, since I did not notice the time go by. I enjoyed my meal of petals so intensely that even time seemed to stop. I rubbed my face, putting my hands through my hair. I knew that this whole business with the flowers was strange, and I should probably stop it. I looked out the window, and my mind once again was heavy with all sorts of things, demands, items to be done. I sighed heavily. Of course, the flower eating had to stop. It could never happen again. In fact, I was appalled by my own erratic behavior. My mouth was dry, and I could still taste the flowers on my tongue. So I got some water and rinsed it out, seeing green and yellow and orange when I spat into the sink. What was wrong with me? I felt shame at my own weakness. The feeling of dread and guilt set in, and I was close to tears, at a loss for explanation. If only I could make this horrible, guilty feeling stop. Yet my mind kept racing on. I realized with horror that I skipped a day of work, just left without saying anything. I recalled the conversation I had with Daniel and the look of contempt on Steve's face. It was all too much. I wished I could fix it, make it go away but there was never such a simple solution. I went into the bedroom and saw the lotus plant savagely stripped of its flowers on the night table. I came up to it and felt the leaf between my fingers. Its wetness was somehow calming. Even without the flowers, the plant was delicate, exquisite in its beauty. I picked up a large leaf and brought it up to my mouth. Oh, yes. It even tasted wonderful. Oh, how I loved that taste. I chewed it slowly, then faster, devouring leaf after leaf, delighted with what it offered me. The warm light filled my room once more, the feeling of relief finding me again. I fell into the lightness, felt my body pick up and float. I felt the warm light around me, thin and smooth, putting me into deep, careless sleep. Oh, how good that feeling was. My whole body opened up to it, surrendering itself. I moaned, enjoying the moment. I was jolted back into reality by a loud knock at my door. I froze, wondering if perhaps somebody mixed up an apartment and came here by mistake. The knock repeated. Only this time I heard Daniel's voice. Naomi, it's me. Can you let me in, please? Naomi? I stared at the door and suddenly I remembered about the lotus. What if Daniel saw the plant from here and asked about it? I couldn't tell him I ate it. That would sound ridiculous. The knocking repeated. I hesitated, then closed my bedroom door and went to let him in. As I walked, every step was light and effortless. 
I felt drowsy and mellow, as if after a strong drink. Daniel was no longer mad. Instead, he was smiling and holding a bottle of wine under his arm. He strode in without waiting for an invitation, and I spotted a bag in his hand. He turned and looked at me. I'm sorry about earlier. I'm all nerves right now. He slowly placed the wine and the food on my kitchen table. Why don't I make it up to you? A good Italian dinner. What do you say? He gave me a look, the kind of look that told me that he was hoping for more. He needed me, not the dinner. I was delighted at that, getting excited. I smiled and he winked at me, getting the food out. Suddenly the feeling of dread came over me. What if he went into my bedroom and saw the lotus? What would he think? I could still taste the leaves in my mouth. I looked back, concerned. Daniel must have picked up on that because he stopped and looked at me. Listen, Naomi. I don't have to stay if you don't want me to. He came closer. Is it my imagination, or do you feel something more for me? I know I do. I looked into his handsome face, and I knew he was about to kiss me. I wanted to kiss him so badly for so many months. Then, to my horror, I realized that my mouth was still sticky from the lotus leaf. It was clinging to my teeth, covering my gums. I couldn't kiss him like this. I pulled away in horror. Daniel's face changed. Did I... Did I imagine it then? Naomi, I am sorry. I thought you wanted this to happen. You're always flirting with me. I thought you were interested. He looked embarrassed, even hurt. I felt a painful pang in my chest. I didn't want to hurt Daniel. I wanted to put my hands all over his body, slowly unbutton his shirt, put my lips all over him. I looked back at my bedroom door. There was no way I could bring him in there. I was so embarrassed about the lotus. The beautiful lotus plant that he got for me and which I savagely devoured as if I was insane. I shuddered in horror, embarrassed about what I had done. When I looked up at Daniel again, he seemed upset. He moved towards my front door. I'm sorry. I didn't realize the thought of me would be so distasteful to you, Naomi. I misunderstood you completely. I am sorry. He was about to leave. No, wait, I called after him. It's not that at all. I do like you. He was looking at me, expecting me to go on. It's just... Well, it's been an odd day for me. I don't want you to go. Not really. He smiled. His face brightened up instantly. Well, that's a relief. He went over to me again and got really close this time. What happened today? Was it because of what I said in the morning? I feel bad about it. I was upset. Not really. No. I mean, yes, that did upset me, but there is... I could not go on. What could I say? That I've been gorging myself on bouquets, eating flowers petal by petal, passing into another world altogether? It sounded crazy, and the feeling of shame came over me at once, clutching me in its tight grip and silencing me. He leaned closer to me again, trying to kiss me, but I turned my face. His lips landed on my cheek instead of my lips. Then he kissed my neck. I was about to put my hands around him when I stopped myself. He could not find out about the lotus or about the flowers. I had to get rid of it all first, hide the evidence. 
My eyes fell to the chair in the living room, and I froze in horror. The stems from the flowers I ate earlier were all over the floor, the blooms missing. I forgot I carelessly tossed them there in my reverie. My body stiffened. Is everything okay? Daniel was stroking my back. What happened today? Tell me. I twisted free from his arms and went to the front door. Listen, Daniel, I really appreciate everything, but I need to be alone tonight. I have some thinking to do. He stared at me, and I could tell he was confused. Really? He said finally. I nodded. Maybe if you tell me, you'll feel better. Don't you think that I can help you? I sighed heavily, feeling the gravity of this awkward situation weighing on me. I did not want him to go, but I was scared he would find the flowers and put the two together, think that I lost my mind. No matter what, he could not find out. I shook my head, looking away, trying not to catch his eyes. But you tell me everything, he protested. Do you really want me to leave? Let's talk about it tomorrow, I offered. Did I do something? He was coming close to me again. I shook my head and opened the door. Daniel stared into my face, his eyes intense. All right, let's talk about it tomorrow, he said finally. He leaned over to kiss me again, but I pulled back. Tomorrow, I said, and smiled. But it wasn't a real smile, and I think he could tell. He looked back, confusion written all over his face. Finally, he went out into the hall and nodded slightly. Tomorrow, then. Good night, Naomi. I shut the door and felt tears welling. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I clenched my jaw, furious at myself for ruining the only good thing that happened to me in months. What an idiot I could be sometimes. I went over to the chair and gathered all the stems around it tossing them in the trash with rage, tears streaming down my cheeks. Then I went over to the bedroom, carried the large pot to the bathtub, and carefully dumped it. All that was left were some stems and roots, peeking out from the mud at the bottom of the pot. I gently pulled at the stems and saw roots emerge, until I held what was left of the plant in my hands. I angrily stuffed them into the garbage, while throwing all sorts of insults at myself for being so stupid about the whole thing. The empty lotus pot was now standing on my bedside table, reminding me of how I once lost control of myself and almost ruined everything. I stared at the crack in my ceiling while laying in bed. The crack looked deeper and longer than before. I followed it with my gaze as I repeatedly recalled in my mind what happened earlier in the evening in great detail. How could I be so foolish? I should have let him stay. I should have thought of some excuse. But what if he noticed? Also, he might have gotten offended. Perhaps he would get turned off by how strangely I was behaving and avoid me altogether. 
I tossed and turned, driving myself crazy. The bed felt uncomfortable and narrow. The sheets underneath me were all crumpled up and uninviting. Why couldn't I get to sleep? I went over to the kitchen to make some tea. The food that Daniel brought was still out. I never made anything with it. I was hungry, but the thought of having it made my stomach turn. I stared at it and pictured the two of us sharing a meal together, having a glass of wine, then Daniel putting his hands on my body, the feelings of pleasure spreading from where he had touched. I closed my eyes and touched my own body, picturing him doing it instead. I opened my eyes and was overwhelmed by longing, by the heaviness of desire that could not be fulfilled. I angrily picked up the bag of food and stuffed it into the garbage, too, my rage rising with every move. I saw the flower stems at the bottom as I threw the food away. My mind immediately went back to the flowers, their delicate petals and the comforting taste. Oh, if only I had a few petals. I knew I would feel better. The desire, so unbearable and overwhelming, would give way to pleasure, the delicate taste pulsating throughout my body. I went to my garbage again and opened it, spotting the stems and lotus roots all intertwined and sticking out innocently. I touched one of the stems and the thought of it, the thought of me putting petals in my mouth, suddenly felt like an incredible thrill and not an odd behavior anymore. I felt my body vibrate, buzzing gently. This wonderful feeling of anticipation was so strong I could no longer resist it. I dressed quickly and went out the door. I headed for the Main Street intersection towards a convenience store that was open 24 hours. I was breathing heavily, excited by the prospect of getting a bouquet or perhaps even two. I shook slightly, getting giddy. When I reached the store, my thrill changed into disappointment and anger. They did not sell fresh flowers or any plants at all. I walked around madly, pushing the items on the shelves around and frustrated. What kind of a place didn't sell flowers? The attendant looked at me, a smirk on his face as if enjoying my agitation. I gave him a finger as I walked out. Outside, my mind raced. Where can I get flowers at this time of night? I had to have some. I needed to get them. Idiots, I thought in anger. What kind of a moron keeps no fresh flowers at the overnight store? What if there is an emergency? I spotted a cab and waved it down. It stopped and I got in. Where to? The driver asked. Hey, you know of any large grocery stores that would be open now? Store? What store? Where you going? Do you know of any large stores that are open now? He looked back at me. Don't know where you go. You tell me where. Okay, okay, give me a minute, I said as I pulled out my phone and searched for any stores that would be open at this hour. I finally found one, about ten miles out, so I gave him the address. He drove through the empty streets, the streetlights landing on my face, illuminating it in the darkness of the night. On the way to the store, I realized what I was doing. What was wrong with me anyway? I was taking a cab to the store ten miles out of the way in the middle of the night to get flowers. The whole thing seemed like an insanity. Yet there I was, doing it. I knew I should have asked the cab to take me home instead, but it was hard to resist the urge. I had to have that feeling again. I had to. My body was still shaking and buzzing. My heart was beating rapidly in anticipation. I could taste the flowers. I could imagine that first petal as I would put it in my mouth. Oh, it would be so good, I almost moaned. 
but how odd, how weird. Or was it weird? No, of course it was. I could not believe I was doing something so strange. But then, of course, there is always some thrill in such things. The feeling would be so worth it. I knew it would be. I could only do it one more time. This one time. And tomorrow I could start fresh. I would never do this again. It would be a memory and nothing else. I would move on and think back to it and laugh at how silly the whole thing was. I just needed it this one time. This last time. The cab stopped at the grocery store entrance, and I could see through the sliding glass door that they did have fresh flowers. My heart beat faster. My eyes widened with excitement. I paid the driver and asked him to stay and wait for me for a few minutes. He looked at me suspiciously, but agreed to wait after I shoved a $5 bill in his hand. I ran into the store and looked at what they were selling. The flowers did not look very fresh, but were still okay. In my desperation, I could hardly care. I got a large bouquet of roses, excited to try something new. As I was about to leave, I realized that this was the last time I would be enjoying this. So perhaps I should get a few more? That way I could part with the feeling properly, really indulge myself this last time. I grabbed a potted plant of fresh Gerber mums again and headed to the cash register. My hands were shaking as I paid for them, and I was overjoyed as I sat in the cab heading home. I had the roses and Gerber bouquets close to my face, and as the car drove ahead, I put the first rose petal in my mouth and closed my eyes, leaning back and chewing slowly. Yes. Oh, yes, that was the feeling I craved so badly. My body buzzed with pleasure at that first bite. I took a deep breath and leaned over the Gerber plant, putting the second petal in my mouth slowly. A sudden burst of pleasure knocked me into a stupor, and I leaned back, moaning softly. The soft light was once again filling everything around me. The driver looked at me sprawled in the back for a few minutes, probably wondering what I was up to. I didn't care. One after another, I would put a pedal in my mouth right there in the cab and let the pleasure take me. I opened myself up to it, let it explode with intensity inside me, moaning louder each time. On the next episode of Lotus. I stopped by a large orchid, stroking it with my hand gently. Oh, darling, I thought. Oh, I cannot wait to feel you on my tongue. I leaned over it and gave it a subtle lick, closing my eyes. Lotus, a crawlspace media production of a pirational story. Narrated by Gabra Zachman. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.